What is up, podcast fam? You are listening to episode 53 of My Turf. I'm your host, Ryan Marshall, back with you once again after a long layoff. I'll get to that in a moment. Remember, this show, though, in episode, available, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. If you want to interact with me, the show's host, hit me up, email address, myturfshow at gmail.com. And of course, you can hit me up on Twitter. RyanFN18 is the Twitter handle. So thank you so much for being back with us. I know it's been a long layoff. Uh, A couple reasons why. And I apologize for the long layoff. We were back under investigation for hate speech. This time I was actually able to talk to somebody from Apple that was higher up and explain what was going on, share the audio with them so they could listen to it. So I just wasn't being flagged for some BS over and over from somebody that was hateful uh, in, in their regards to me, I actually showed the, the emails and, and uh, showed documentation. And so we are in the clear. And then, of course, I had some sinus and allergies issues where my eyes were swollen and uh, I had black eyes from um, allergies. It was weird. So last couple of weeks have not been the kindest to me, but we're ready to roll. I'm sorry that we've missed some big time news. I know. I know. Let's cover it right now. Let's get into the show. Episode 53 chalk talk we're gonna get into the questions get into some news and then we're gonna break down the first 15 picks of the nfl draft okay and we're gonna give some different kind of situations like some mock situations and then we're gonna call it a day and then we're gonna break down 16 through 31 next week because we got to do it at the end of the day though this show it's about college and pro football. But at the end of the day, it's also about love, opinions, and some damn good entertainment. I hope maybe I stutter, stumble, or say something stupid. But just enjoy it. I'm not here to piss anybody off. We're here to do a damn good show and something that people can enjoy to listen to and interact with me back. Look, I'm just an average Joe like you on the couch watching football. Uh... And that's it. That's it. I'm not an absolutist. I'm not trying to oppress you. I'm not trying to do anything that triggers you in any sense of the imagination. So let's enjoy this. Let's get into it. Of course, we had some news out this week. The most recent Baltimore quarterback of the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, has requested a trade. He didn't like the deal that they put out there for the guaranteed money and the longevity of the contract. He wants out. He's bouncing. There's going to be some teams interested. That could be playing into these mock drafts. Of course, Aaron Rodgers. Well, he comes out of the darkness retreat and has said that he wants to play for the Jets. The compensation is the holdup right now between the Packers and the Jets. I had a question about this from Wilson in Thomasville, Alabama, asking me my overall thoughts on this. Let me say this. Love Aaron Rodgers, the talent, but he was a huge pain in my ass. It's time to move on to see what this kid, Jordan Love, has. Haven't been the highest on him, but he did show some real growth last year. Got to see what he has. But you have to get some compensation for a premier player. That should be at least a first-round pick in my opinion. But I understand with the longevity and year-to-year kind of crap you got to deal with Rodgers, you're not going to be all into that. You don't want to give up a first. So you better give up second and some other multiple picks or even a player like wide receiver Corey Davis. The Jets, of course, they traded traded Elijah Moore to the Browns. They still have Garrett Wilson. They signed Alan Lazard. They're looking at possibly bringing in 
OBJ as well. They also got a young tight end in Tyler Conklin that I like. So Rodgers would have some weapons there. Overall, I do think he makes them a serious playoff contender. They need him more than the Packers do. Let me say that much. They 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 need him. They've got real issues at quarterback. Uh, Zach Wilson does not look good. And, uh, of course, now Mike White is going to be the backup for Tua down in Miami, so they don't have him anymore. You need a guy like Aaron Rodgers to kind of get get that team and that city excited. And you've already been teasing people with it, so the leverage is still with the Packers because you've teased about it. I know you don't want to give up too much and look like a jerk, but that's what you have to realistically look at. Okay, some of the big news, of course, out there, Lamar, Aaron Rodgers, well... Is there any other kind of news out there that we're forgetting? Well, Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah, he's going to be the quarterback for the uh, yeah for the Raiders. Looking good. Going to be the quarterback for the Raiders. You know, uh, that's a good situation. I think it is. Derek Carr, he's now with the New Orleans Saints, so that's pretty cool. Um, you know, I, I forget we've missed so many weeks that we've kind of got to cover some old stories, and I'm sorry about that, but really not a whole lot to talk about right now for college football because Look, the spring spring practices have started, and until the spring games hit, we will really know really won't know what to talk about and how these teams look with their new identities. But I promise you, we will get to that in a couple weeks or so. Okay, now let's kind of get into this mock draft. The first pick, of course, we all know that the Chicago Bears they traded away uh, their first pick to the Carolina Panthers. Got some really good picks. Got some first round first pick first round pick this year, next year, and a second. Uh, they also got DJ Moore in the deal, who was the alpha wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers do some good things, though. They they sign Adam Thielen, DJ Chark. They also bring in Miles Sanders, the running back from the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, who's a really good running back. So it's a really decent offense. They got a first-year head coach now, runner, new head coach, Frank Reich, who, of course, was with the Colts. Did, a, did some really good things. Just always was playing that quarterback carousel each and every year. Start off with Andrew Luck, then he went to Phillip Rivers, then he went to Carson Wentz, and then he went to Matt Ryan this past year, and they were just awful. Um, so Frank Wright gets a second chance, and I think he's a really good quarterback and quarterback coach and play caller. Can he just put it together as a head coach for the, the Panzers who so desperately want to win? A lot of people now, they think with Carolina moving up that they're obviously going for a quarterback. I'm kind of torn on this. Who do you think is going to be the first round, the first overall pick, Ryan? If it was me, I would probably take Bryce Young if I want to win right away. That's hands down. You just cannot ignore the talent. Bryce Young is who I'm taking first overall. He can improvise. He's got great ball placement. The size and the stature would be with C.J. Stroud, and he's excellent at ball placement too. But those anticipation throws with the ball placement, that's what I'm talking about with Bryce Young. The guy throws you to a spot to get open. Didn't really see that a whole lot with C.J. Stroud and Justin Fields. That's always been the knock for me on Ohio State quarterbacks is they're throwing to open guys and they're driving that ball to that spot. Where Bryce Young is going to put a little bit more touch on it. He's going to guide you a little bit. And it's a little bit of the manipulation with the ball to where he can get his guys to go. He leads them just utter so, you know, subtly to get to that spot where they can make a great play after the catch. So in my opinion, I would go with Bryce Young. I think he's more ready. Um, was in a pro system at Alabama, had pro coaching, 
I think he's more pro ready, so I would go with him there, but I would not be shocked if CJ Stroud gets picked over gets picked first overall. Number two is gonna be the Houston Texans. Look, they're looking for a quarterback as well. They got Davis Mills there, and it ain't looking so hot. Uh at all. They got a new pa- offense coordinator coming over with the head coach, D'Amico Rhymes. It's their passing game coordinator from the 49ers. I forget his name. But that's going to be the guy calling plays for the Houston Texans. So another Shanahan disciple will be calling plays like Mike McDaniel, Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur. Uh, these are guys that are you know going to run that West Coast, showing you, give, showing you a lot of eye candy. And, and and it's a cool it's a cool it's a cool offense. It uses multiple tight end sets, so it's gonna be cool. And when you go to the Houston Texans, even though they lose Brandon Cooks, in my opinion, it's still a pretty good they got some decent playmakers in Nico Collins, and of course they get Dalton Schultz. They also bring in um and you know, pretty good running back in, in Devin Singletary to help out uh Damian Pierce, who was a really good running back last year for him. So in my opinion, these first two picks, it's going to be a quarterback. That's just me. That is just me. I think it's going to be either it goes Young and then Stroud. That's the way I would I see it because that's just that's just the way I would go with it. Um, if if I'm a GM or a head coach, you know you you're going to go uh, Bryce Young possibly first, and then you know number two is going to be CJ Stroud. But it could it could be flip flopped on that. But first two picks, quarterback number three. It's going to be the Arizona Cardinals. I think the Colts move up here. I do. They're a quarterback needy team. They see how it goes. They don't want to risk it. Uh, the Carolina, they got their pick. The Texans got their pick. The Cardinals, they don't need a quarterback. Remember, they got Kyler Murray. Uh, Kyler Murray. So either they get Will Anderson or they tra- let the let the Colts trade up and get their man. And I think the Colts. I think they're going to end up picking uh, Will Levis in this spot. I think they, unless they're going to be in the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes, uh, I think the Colts are going to definitely pull the trigger here and get them. Um, and, you know, look, I think Will Levis is a good quarterback. I think he's got the great, amazing arm talent. But I think he's going to take a little bit, of, you know, to develop. Uh, of course, the Colts, they will have, uh, Gar- they got Gardner Minshew. And they, they got a new head coach in Shane Steichen who, of course, comes over from the Philadelphia Eagles as their offensive coordinator and passing game coordinator as well. He's going to want to probably pound the rock to take the take the load off of Will Levis, which is just fine because he's got a good offensive line. You know, of course, Ryan Kelly at center. Quentin Nelson's at left guard, one of the best in the game. And you've got Jonathan Taylor to run the rock. So they're not in the dramatic Lamar trade. They're going to go Will Levis right here. Number four is going to be the, the Arizona Cardinals now. I think they're going to pull the trigger on Will Anderson. They have a couple needs, though. They have a, they need an offensive lineman, an edge rusher, and a cornerback. But I think with J.J. Watt retiring, and then, of course, you lose Zach Allen in free agency, they need D linemen. They didn't get a lot of pressure last year, and they've got a new general manager and Monty Austin Fort. I think he's going to use his capital wisely and get a defensive presence, and that's going to be Will Anderson, who is an absolute rock star. Number five is going to be the Seattle Seahawks. Remember, this trade comes because of Russell Wilson. So they're getting all that back. Remember, this is the reason why Aaron Rodgers and the Packers aren't getting shit for Aaron Rodgers because look how bad. Look what look what uh look what you gave up for Russell Wilson. And Denver ain't doing so hot. So the Seahawks get the pick here. Look, they got Geno Smith under contract. 
but there's a whole lot of outs for his contract within the next couple years. He's 33 years old. Ah, I think they go Anthony Richardson here. I really do. I think they they look at him as as like, man, he's really athletic. There's no rush on a quarterback. We can build um, we can build this guy and bridge that gap behind Geno. And we've got some good playmakers, of course, with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockin, and the boys. So they're, you know, I think that's where they go. They also brought back Bobby Wagner this week on a one-year seven million, uh, yeah, seven million dollar deal to play middle linebacker again. So Pete Carroll is extremely happy there. I do want to say this though: Seattle needs an edge D lineman as well. Um, look, I've we've all heard about the whole Jalen Carter drama, and he, you know, didn't look in shape at the combine, but he still would be a wonderful pick here, in my opinion. Uh, I just, I just don't see them passing on Will Anderson or a quarterback here. Number six is going to be the Detroit Lions, and I think the Detroit Lions look. They've added some really good corners this offseason: Cameron Sutton, Emmanuel Mosley, of course. The versatile defensive back and C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who also plays safety. They have made some moves this offseason. Super impressed by the Lions. Of course, they've drafted well at the wide receiver position. Amon St. Brown, Jamison Williams will be fully healthy last next year. And, uh, you know, of course, Jared Goff looked pretty decent last year. So they've got DeAndre Swift. Uh, and then, of course, they signed uh, David Montgomery at running back as well. So they've got some good things working for them in their favor. I think they go Jalen Carter here. No matter what, look, the tape doesn't lie. And between the chalk, the guy was an absolute stud. You put him next to Aiden Hutchinson, last year's second overall pick. The Lions are rolling, baby. Number seven is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders. Their needs are going to be quarterback, offensive line, and edge. I know they picked up Jimmy Garoppolo, but they still got to be looking possibly uh, for a future guy. I don't think they do it here. Unless Will Levis or Richardson falls to him and we get a surprise with Hendon Hooker, who I think is the third best quarterback in the draft, uh, I think they go Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback from Oregon. I think he's outstanding. And I think he has a great length, the speed. He ran a 4 3 8 40 at the combine. He's six foot one. I think he has all the makings to be a star cornerback one in this league. And that's Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. Number eight is going to be the Atlanta Falcons. Right here, they need a they need a cornerback. They also need an edge. They need a quarterback, and they need a wide receiver as well. This is a tough spot for them. Um, in my opinion, I think they go Miles Murphy. I think they go defensive end out of Clemson. He's a good player too, by the way. Miles Murphy, in, in my opinion, is is that prototypical four three defense defensive end. Really balanced guy, 6'5", 280 pounds. Reminds me a lot of uh, those guys that have come out of Clemson before. Uh, you know, Clyland Cl- Farrell and those guys. But they need help up front. And they had a horrible pass rush last year. The Falcons ranked last in sacks per drop back last year in pressure rate. They need people. Um, they signed Lorenzo Carter off the edge. So they need Murphy on the other side that could really help them out. He had 18 sacks and 31 tackles over the last three seasons at Clemson. So he's a guy that I really like, and I think he could do he could do it right away for him. All right, so number nine is going to be the Chicago Bears. I think the Chicago Bears are going to be looking offensive line. They got to protect their investment. Of course, you look, they've got a really good draft uh, capital coming into this year and the next couple of years thanks to the trade with Carolina. I think they look at the offensive tackle, Paris Johnson Jr. from Ohio State. I think they look at him possibly because he's a, he's a, look, he's a mountain of a man, great footwork, 
And they also need to be looking at the offense tackle slash guard from Peter Skoranowski out of Northwestern. He reminds me a lot. <sighs> Skoranowski, man, to me, he, he's the best. He's got the most refined pass protection skills in this class. Reminds me a lot of Laramie Tunzel. And uh, the guy's just an absolute beast. I'd love to see what he could do for that Chicago Bears offense. I think he's kind of got that ruggedness built in him where he likes the cold weather and just kind of has that makeup of a blue-collar guy for the Bears. But Paris Johnson Jr. is another really good one here. All right, number 10 is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles. Remember, they get this trade because of the Saints. Uh, So center Jason Kelsey, he will be back. And they lose right guard Isaac Suomolo in free agency. That sucks. So they are going to need an offensive lineman here too. If Skoronowski's on the board, they're taking him right here. Hands down, they are taking him right here. If he is gone, if he is gone, and you know, they're probably going to be like, oh crap, what happens here? Look for them to take Broderick Jones, offensive tackle out of Georgia. I've heard they're, they're kind of higher on him. They love some players out of Georgia. Broderick Jones is a beast. Remember, they've got... Lane Johnson still on that right tackle spot. So, look, they could move Lane Johnson maybe back to left tackle and put Broderick Jones there to develop. But, I mean, honestly, man, that's I, I really, really like Broderick Jones for him if Skoronoski's gone. I don't think they go Paris Johnson. They, they keep liking those SEC players there uh, in Philadelphia. So that's not the pick I would take. Number 11 is going to be the Tennessee Titans. Look, they need... An offensive lineman, wide receiver, and tight end. And they could be in the market for a quarterback as well. They're looking, remember? If Anthony Richardson somewhat falls or slips, they may they may pull the trigger here. Hendon Hooker could also be an option, or Will Levis, if he falls. But to me, none of that happens. And at number 11, they will pick Tyree Wilson, the defensive end, out of Texas Tech. Look, they brought in Andre Diller to play left tackle. And Daniel, and Daniel Brunskill to compete one of the guard positions, which means they feel the offensive line is not the biggest need right now. Wilson, he had a broken foot last year, but he so he didn't work out at the combine. But this is a kid with a 6'6", 270-pound frame, who had 14 sacks over the past two seasons. Look, they got but they just cut Bud Dupree, and they're in 27th in uh, sacks per drop back. They need somebody right now. He's he's got length, he's got power, great physical hand straight. Uh, he sets the edge, and he will need to work on his dexterity. But this is a guy that reminds me of Trevon Walker, the number one overall pick a year ago, coming out of Georgia, that went to the Jacks. Just that same kind of build, just needs to refine everything. Number 12 is going to be the Houston Texans, with this trade coming from the Cleveland Browns, remember, the Deshaun Watson. So the Texans, they got their quarterback. They're going to need an O-lineman, and they're going to need a D-lineman. What do you guys think? Remember, his first-year head coach, D'Amico Ryans. He was a defense coordinator, middle linebacker coach for the San Francisco 49ers. He's going to probably want to build up front, I think, on that defensive line. But he may need to get this quarterback, a young wide receiver, to go with him. So right here, I'm looking at possibly Quentin Johnson, the wide receiver out of TCU. I think that would be a great pickup for them. Uh, But also... I would not be surprised if they went Nolan Smith, the outside linebacker out of Georgia. These two picks make a lot of sense for me right here. And again, I would not be surprised if they maybe look at Broderick Jones, the offensive lineman out of Georgia, and say, look, 
we got to get them. We got we got to get some help on the other side of Laramie Tunzel to keep this quarterback upright. Let's pound the rock with some phys- phys- physicality up front. But again, Quentin Johnson would be an excellent guy to stretch the field. Number thirteen is going to be the Jets. So offensive line's always been kind of a concern the last couple of years because of injuries. We know Makai Benton, he'll return, but again, he's just played in one game over the past two seasons. Dwayne Brown will be back, but he turns 38. Uh, Max Mitchell is back, and he started five games at tackle last year. So general manager Joe Douglas has to keep looking at offensive line. I don't think they need a wide receiver. I think they got their guy, especially if they can get OBJ in free agency. Safety, that could be a concern uh, where they're going to want to possibly get somebody there. They haven't really been great at that position since Jamal Adams left. But in my opinion, look, um, and they did have, you know, they've had some good safeties. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't crap on them all the way. But in my opinion, they look, they just need an offensive lineman. It's going to be Paris Johnson Jr. here, in my opinion, uh, or Broderick Jones if he's still available on the board. One of these guys is going to play for the Jets because I got to keep uh, number 12 upright. All right, number 14 is going to be the New England Patriots. Joey Porter Jr. or Brian Branch from Alabama. Joey Porter Jr., of course, his dad was a longtime pro. Ha. You know, played for the Steelers. Dude was an absolute beast. Look, in my opinion, he was he was one of the top defensive players last year in college football. Bill Belichick, he loves, loves versatile defensive backs. Joey Porter Jr., he was great in man coverage. He was great in zone. The biggest need right now for the for the Patriots is their secondary. They re-signed Jonathan Jones, and Jack Jones had a pretty good solid rookie season. But they need to add more corners. Porter, he's big. He's six foot two. He ran a four four six, and he's got great, great size. So six two, about two fifteen. I love this pick for them. But I just would not be surprised. Look, they've addressed Juju Smith Schuster in the offseason. They got that man. Uh, you know, of course, that wide receiver. They did let go of Johnu Smith, but when you talk about what they've done in the offseason getting Juju Smith-Schuster and Mike Isicki, I feel like offensively they've got some talent they've put around Mac Jones. Now, they could go offensive line here. Again, the same guys that we've been talking about, but I'm going to add another name. Maybe Darnell Wright, offensive tackle out of Tennessee. Dude is a 6'5", 330-pounder that gave up one sack all season long. They've got Riley Reef they brought in, but I don't think that's the long-term answer, but that's somebody that they possibly have to look at. But in my opinion, I think with secondary being the big need, you're looking at Brian Branch, or like I said, Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State going in there. All right, last pick that we're going to talk about. It's going to be the number 15 pick. It's going to be the Green Bay Packers. Now, I had to really look at this because if I'm the Packers, I'm thinking, look, we, 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 Look, Jordan Love, he's a young guy. Um, he's going to need some need some help. In my opinion, I would take Jackson Smith at Jigba, the wide receiver, out of the Ohio State University. Now, I had to go look at what some other people were talking about as well because you can never bet on what the Packers should do. They need a safety, they need a tight end, and they also need an edge rusher. So... Tied in, I don't think they're gonna, don't think they're going to spend a first round pick on that. Um, I just don't think that's going to happen. Safety, I could see Brian Branch because we don't know what they're going to do with Adrian Amos. The Packers look Darnell Savage. It's been kind of an up and down career for him. He looks like he's better in that nickel position. Um, 
But, you know, again, Brian Branch is a very versatile defensive back. I really like what I could see from them. But also, they've got to remember that there's some really good players out there on the defensive line. And yards per carry last year was still really, really bad for the Packers as far as the running game. It was bad. Rashawn Gary, they lost him. They may look at Lucas Van Ness, defensive lineman out of Iowa. Six foot five, 272 pounds. He's got the versatility to play tackle and end in that 3-4 defense that that Joe Barry's been running. The guy's really good at tackles for loss. He got some sacks last year. I just think this is a guy that you may have to look at as far as helping out while Rashawn Gary recovers from an ACL injury. Of course, they could always go offensive lineman. We talked about those other offensive linemen. Let me talk about another guy who's the biggest offensive lineman in this draft, Dewan Jones, the offensive tackle out of Ohio State University, 25-game starter. He's six foot eight, 374 pounds. And why do you say that, Ryan? Well, they've got good tackles, I thought. David Bottiari is 32 years old. They reconstructed his deal. They may have to be thinking about that. And the Packers love Ohio State players. They do. Uh, the center, Josh Myers. He's from Ohio State. Uh, the guard, Joe Runyon, he's from Michigan. They like Big Ten players is what I'm getting at as well. They uh, Corey Lindsley, one of the centers back in the day, he was from Ohio State. A.J. Hawk, star middle linebacker for years, Ohio State University. So, and again, we've had, we've had several players drafted from the Big Ten over the last couple of years, so I just kind of feel like that's kind of where we, we look at. Brian Branch. Dewan Jones, you know, and, and look, Lucas Van Ness, he's a D lineman out of out of, uh, of Iowa. That's a Big Ten school. That's where I think the Packers will be looking at. But if it was me making this pick, I would take Jackson Smith and Jigba, the wide receiver out of Ohio State. I think he's one of the best route runners. I think the kid is an absolute monster after the catch, and that's what would help Jordan Love right away. You're trying to help a young quarterback. You've got a good offensive line, and you can address some of that in free agency, especially if you clear up the cap space with Aaron Rodgers, and you've still got $24 million underneath the cap right now. So go ahead and get a guy like Jackson Smith and Jigba to really help him grow with. Look, you put with this kid with Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, and if you could get get Corey Davis in the dra- with the Rodgers trade, a good veteran presence, the guy blocks. He knows Matt LaFleur's system because they were with each other at the Tennessee Titans. And I know I'm able to add a little bit more substance to this conversation. That's where I would be looking at if I was the Green Bay Packers. Um, you get Corey Davis, you get a good perimeter blocker that replaces Alan Lazard. Guy knows the system. And you're getting something back in that trade as well with a, maybe a second-round pick. And you're looking pretty deadly next time. And you get Jackson Smith and Jigba here. You can get Darnell Washington, maybe Dalton Kincaid, the tight end out of Utah. Darnell Washington, of course, is out of Georgia, 6'7", 270, an absolute freak. That's where I would be looking at uh, for the Green Bay Packers looking forward. So, again, that's my that's my uh, first 15 mock draft. Um, that's where I would be looking. Like I said, the Jets, they need help, kind of similar to the Packers, but you know, on the other side of the ball and to keep their quarterback upright. Everybody remember, I want to make this point because I think we all talk about, well, this is what a team should do in the draft. Running backs and tight ends are not the most highly picked. 
it's usually offensive linemen and D linemen and quarterbacks that are going in the first round. Wide receivers are not even really that highly taken. Safeties, not as much as either, unless it's a really special player. You're getting guys in the trenches and a quarterback. That's what the, that's always what happens. That's where you've got to look at it from this. Middle linebackers, it better be an exceptional person. Um, maybe like, like a Devin White or somebody that can run a 4-4 and make that big of an impact like it did a couple years ago. It's just because, remember, you got to train that guy to a new defense. So that's what you're looking at. Offensive linemen. Edge guys are pretty highly sought after, especially if they got the size. That's why I put Nolan Smith in there. But when you're talking about some of these edge guys, Tyree Wilson, you know, dude, Miles Murphy coming out of Clemson, these are guys that are going to go off the board very early. No way Jalen Carter falls, in my opinion, out of the top 15. They would be, you would be absolutely um, just ridiculous if you passed on that young men's talent. He is the top player, in my opinion. Uh, in this draft. I know Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud will go first, and I think Will Anderson's one of the best to ever do it from Alabama. But when you look at this Jalen Carter kid, man, it, the, the, when you look at the tape, the kid was just out of this world. Quick first step. He's a great pass rusher. Stopped the run. Dude was an absolute freak. He just needs to get his mind right. But this kid is, is an absolute stud, pro-ready, game one with his technique. He can get his motor ready. This kid is, is going to be an absolute star in the NFL. Okay, well, I've rambled on for close to 30 minutes about the uh, 2023 NFL Draft for the top 15 picks. We'll come back next week. We're going to do 16 through 31, and we'll talk about any new news that comes out there. Maybe we'll be able to talk about uh, our bracket not being busted and some some um, new NCAA basketball champion out there. But uh, thank you so much for being back with us here on My Turf. Uh, episode 53, Chalk Talk. It has been a pleasure. Remember, we'll be back. Tuesday, next week, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, tell your friends. And remember, you can interact with me, the host, Ryan Marshall, at myturfshow at gmail.com or at Twitter, RyanFN18. Episode 53, Chalk Talk. That's a wrap, folks. Have a good rest of the week.